0: Welcome to Ghost of a Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Lignato. I'm an astrologer, psychic medium, and animal communicator, and I'm going to give you your weekly horoscope and no bullshit mystical advice for living your very best life. Hello, and welcome back to Ghost of a Podcast. This is the third part in a three-part series of my evening of mediumship. I did so many readings that night, and it was really so powerful and so tender, and I'm really grateful to be able to share this with you. And before I do share it with you, I want to just say a word about the dead. When you love them, when you miss them, when you turn to your lost loved ones or your ancestors for advice and for support and for love it's really important that you don't idealize them. It's really important that you don't put people on pedestals, whether they are living or in spirit. One important problem with putting people living or dead on a pedestal is you're not looking at the full picture and you're not looking at the truth. When it comes to getting advice, you want to remember who you are, and make sure that when you're seeking advice from ancestors or lost loved ones, that you're not doing so blindly, but instead using your discretion and your common sense. It's really easy when overwhelmed with grief or when reaching out to kind of woo-woo spiritual stuff to abandon discretion and common sense but it is not a great idea you want to make sure that you're always checking back in with yourself and making sure that you receive any kind of wisdom guidance or advice without forgetting who you are and what your goals are and what your values are all right my loves enjoy this hi who are we looking at Uh, my biological grandfather did you know him no no eh? have you seen this photo no, we don't oh. have one. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, yeah. sucks. What's? Do you know his name? Yeah, you're another one. You look a lot like him in the face. Yeah. It's very. Have you heard this before? My my nana said I look just like his sister. You have very similar faces. Like very He was also quite tall. Eh. Yes. Yeah. So do you have a question for him? Um, I have two. Just the qu- one quick one is: Did he know he had a son? Yeah. I mean, maybe he knew, maybe he didn't. He kind of didn't focus on it. Mm. Sorry, that's not yeah. the nicest answer in the world, but there it is. Okay. Is it him who smokes or you? Smokes what? Yeah, you smoke. Okay, so, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, we could mince words more. But um, uh, smoking too much, eh? I, I, For your throat. I okay. I have been smoking cigarettes lately and I don't do that. Don't. Don't smoke the cigarettes. I think it's on your grandfather's side of the family, like the smoking and the lungs and the this. Yeah. Don't. Don't smoke cigarettes. Mm-hmm. It's very bad for your health, mm-hmm. like your health. Yeah, definitely- um, okay, sorry. <laughs> Grandpa grandma. Okay, so then, so, and there was someone else you said as well? No, just my other question. I have another him. question. Just because I felt such a strong connection my whole life to him. Yes. Um, I'm going through something right now, and I'm just wondering if he has any advice. or Because I feel his presence a lot. Yeah. He's, I mean, you're a lot alike. He never thought he could be so alike to a girl. He's really into you. Um, he's, he's really into you, but he's like a... I mean, he was a complicated guy, yeah, from what you know of him? Yeah. Um, he's, he's a little wild. Haven't you already made the decision, though? It's an interesting question you're asking. Because he says you've already made the decision, but you're doing what you do, which is you make the decision and then you circle it and you circle it and you circle it. Is that right? Okay, you made the decision. For him, it's really simple. It's like walk off a cliff and see what happens. (laughs) I think you're actually trying to make a decision about like, okay, but wait, could I like do it with a bungee? Like, how do I do this? And I actually think the question I want to encourage you to ask yourself are what are your values? And what are you trying to achieve? Because I don't know if what you're considering, it might be outside of your values or if it might put you inevitably in a situation that is outside of your values. And I would say that that's the kind of thing he would do. He'd be deal with it later. But you're kind of actually done with that. Like you want to be done with that, but you haven't. You haven't changed it. And this is a great opportunity to do that. Does that make sense to your situation? Perfect. He doesn't think what I said is the more fun way. So, you know, if you're trying to make slightly more self-protective and healthy choices, he's not your man. Mm -hmm. He is your man for so many things in life, Mm -hmm. but not that. Mm -hmm. You're good. It looks like tempting and fun, but Mm -hmm. the decision you've made, Mm -hmm. make sure it's with your values. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. Okay, my pleasure, my pleasure. Okay, hi, hi. Wait, what was it over here? Hi what who it's a woman yeah yeah will you give me her name or initials Yeah, M P. and aunt grandma which one My she's your grandma okay and do you have a question for her yes what is it i do i want to know um what the reference of a rose or a rosary is. Mm-hmm. She keeps on trying to tell us, and yeah, um, it's funny because when you when you said that you had a question, I saw a Bible right away. So I'm guessing it's more of a rosary than a than a rose. Mm-hmm. Um, and is that Catholic? Yeah. So it's a combination. It's not literal. So let's start with let's start with that because I think the family is kind of like, what is it? And what it is is it's her. She's like, I'm here, eyes on you. I'm watching you. God is watching you. Um, She's kind of like a really good scare tactic with love kind of person. Like she's like, she just wants you to do your best. She's announcing her presence. She wants you to have a rich spiritual life. You do. You do. Not everyone in the family does. And I'll tell you, I did this because that's what she wanted me to do. <laughs> she wanted me to, like, wag my finger because she's just like, you know who I'm talking about. And everybody's kind of getting this rose rosary reiteration. Mm, well, it was actually me. this I is got my it sister. And... Um, I've gotten it from two different mediums and intuitives that she's just trying to say something about a rose and a rosary. or rosita or something that you've asked many people in the family. <laughs> <But> Interesting. <laughs> so here's the question I would have for you is, is there a Bible with a rose somewhere on it? Either on the cover or in like, you know, they have like the spiel and the thing. Yeah. I would look, I would look for that or like with the w- word rose, even like in the, it might just be a special thing to her. But also, I mean. I mean, it's kind of on brand for her. Roses is on brand for her, I feel like. You know, she's like aesthetically that. But more than that, I mean, the message is of spirituality. But if you're seeing multiple mediums, you obviously have a spiritual life as well. Yeah. And she's... Okay, wait, 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 wait. But this started with you. Did something major also happen in your life around the same time? with what when the first time I. when you started having these messages from your grandmother there was also another major opening in your life yeah i've been going through an ascension okay yeah because that's what she's showing me she is showing me this massive opening this massive opening for you. And this is where your grandmother is coming through, not so much as your grandmother, but as like guidance, like ancestral guidance, which she can flip a switch though. So don't worry, she can be your grandma. But in terms of the guidance that she's here to provide you is just, she doesn't want you to pick up every little thing and obsess on the things is this your mother's mother yeah okay because she's like that's your father's side <laughs> um, so uh, sorry but uh, she's she's got things to say about that so sorry um so so she is saying that if you're gonna go this side this this whole these gifts come out of this side of the family if you're gonna go this side then you don't need to analyze all the things to pieces So she, in her infinite wisdom, rushes information at you, rushes instincts at you. And you're like, oh, my God, it's like being hit by a wave of the ocean. You're just like, and now what? Because you've been like thrown on your keister. The good news of this is it's her style and she believes it's your style. The bad news is it's not your style. Exactly. (laughs) Um, You are, you know, half your dad's side and that's how your guidance is coming. So you have choices to make around how you want to adjust. She feels the answers are in the Bible. Maybe they are, maybe they're not. I don't know anything about it. But uh, it's worth messing with, and I would look for an old Bible of hers, especially if there's a rose on it. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. My pleasure. And, d- and Yeah, yeah? Okay. Okay, great. Okay, good. Thank you. I'm going to do one last one. Okay. Yes, you have someone. It's a, you have a woman with you? Is that, is that, the, that, is that who you want me to well, speak with?
1: the one that I'm thinking of is female.
0: Uh-huh. And that's the one you wanted me to connect yeah, with. Yeah,
1: that I was going to. This is the one that's most on my mind, like Like, so.
0: Do you have a question for her or do you have something that
1: I you know, want to know if she's okay, is she was she scared, is she upset with me? so.
0: And is this is this your mom? No. Okay. And who is and she? My mom is. She's in spirit as well. Yeah. And and this other woman, is she also a family and member?
1: I, that, that, both of those things relate. Actually, to both these things. Okay, the second one is an animal, so I don't.
0: That actually really helps. Can you tell me what kind of animal? She's a dog. Okay, thank you. That's so much better. Thank you. Sorry, because they're just a little bit on a different uh, That's why wave. female. Thank, thank you. Well played. Well played. I didn't, I didn't pick up on it. Okay, so was she scared? Yeah, of course. It was scary. Um, did she feel abandoned? No. Did she feel bereft of your love? No. Animals are way smarter than us, and they can experience conflicting emotions without them falling into confusion. She, uh, it wasn't just one thing, it was like a bunch of things, eh?
1: Well, I I don't exactly know. Um, I wasn't with her, and that's one of the biggest things. Something was going on, I had taken her to the vet, and we tried a course of medications, but the doctor thought it could be something else. But I was going back to New York because I was selling a property back there, um, normally I would have taken her with me, but I had a lot of stuff to do, so I left her with friends that I've done many times before, and it happened while I was away, mm-hmm. and you know.
0: Was it her heart?
1: I, I think
0: it looks yes. like that's what it was in the end. She had a heart
1: murmur, so
0: it looks like it was actually maybe more in her lungs. But that w- what happened, what what pulled her out of her body was her heart. I just think her heart couldn't take whatever was happening. If you had brought her on the plane, it would have been that. Thank God you didn't bring her on the plane because I think that would have been harder for you to live with. You did the best you could do by her. She never felt abandoned by you. I mean, you were.
1: Yeah, she was. Well, she was a
0: rescue. You were very, very good to her. I mean, I, I mean, like very, very good to her. Um, and so, so yeah. So she, she was, she was, she knew how loved she was. I mean you know whether or not you think of yourself this way I mean you're an animal communicator you communicated very clearly your intentions your plans your feelings and she responded in a way that was super clear that she understood she was great, she was great. and she you was were seven
1: when I got her so she was so she had a,
0: yeah, she had, she was she's an older dog and she,
1: was,
0: she wonderful. was so happy with you of all the regrets to have in life this is not one this is not one I'm
1: so happy to have had her but just the way that it ended
0: yeah i i i you understand know, I yeah oh i'm sorry i didn't think of kleenex that's awful i'm sorry here here's a box take, take the more take box. the whole box okay good no. thank you thank you yeah i'm really sorry but she's really um i mean she's jubilant she, around me? she is yeah. yes of course she is she's jubilant. i have a few dreams
1: but it's it's the kind of dream where i can't get to her
0: right no you're the, the, that's a stress dream because she's very <laughs> much <laughs> with you that's very much a stress dream because she's very much with you she is very well she's very well and there's nothing nothing that needs to be fixed here there's no need for repair here here's the thing when did your mom pass
1: um about 15 years ago
0: i'm sorry because your mom just wants to say hi she well, just wants you, she just wants I, to, I, I felt
1: guilty because she's so good. You took the dog I know it was she she did literally say she that. Did she that. did literally
0: <laughs> say that. She absolutely, absolutely said that. Which is why she was like, let's talk. I feel like the reason why I've been standing like this is your mom. Is this is I feel like this is not how I usually stand, but this is your mom. <laughs> she's just been like, Okay, we'll talk about the dog. Um, but, you know, she she was I mean, what a character, your mom. Such a character. Such an interesting, weird woman who did not think she was weird. She thought she was like oh, the picture of normal. normal. Yeah, but she's quite <laughs> odd. Are you from the East Coast? Uh,
1: I'm not. I spend a lot of time there. Is
0: she from the East Coast?
1: No, she was born in Oklahoma and kind of traveled through getting to the West Coast, but she lived both of her life okay. there as a young adult. And she feels
0: so glamorous. So she, Why um, do I associate glamour yeah, in the sure East Coast? Preacher, I'm sorry. Oh, sure. yeah, okay, I'm yeah. Um, she's so glamorous. She's, she
1: was she, a model the
0: Oh, so that's that, very so. nice. I love that. Um, yeah, she's, she, that makes sense why I'm missing. Yeah. I'm like, why am I on the piano? <laughs> <Yes>. Okay. <Yeah. laughs> I forgot to give you tissue because I was posing. Yeah, um, yeah your, mom, your mom is awesome. And, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing she really okay. needs to say. What your mom does want me to tell you, that it, she wants you to prioritize happiness now and stop prioritizing all the other things that you're doing. She says you're just distracting yourself, and it's time to stop. And she wants you to prioritize your happiness and your, your personal life. And, of course, it's sad and it hurts, but she wants you to do it anyway. She's very brave, <laughs> very impatient, woman after my own heart. I like your mother so much. She says that you know what you need to do, and you've been dragging your feet, and that is what you need to do. So, that's awesome. yeah, that's, that's more important than anything else. So that's what I'm going to leave you with. This week, we're going to look at the horoscope for February 17th through the 23rd. And this week, there are a lot of conjunctions happening. And I want to take a minute before we get into your horoscope to talk about conjunctions. Because if you listen to me or you read my horoscopes, then you hear me talk about the aspects or transits. And the major ones that I work with are conjunctions, oppositions, squares, sextiles, and trines. I'm just going to dip into what a conjunction is. When we're looking at a transit and we see a conjunction, what we see is two or more planets sitting at the same degree of the same sign within three degrees. So let's say we're talking about something is six degrees, then it would be counted as a conjunction when it's five degrees, six degrees, and seven degrees. That's the three degree orb. Now, different astrologers will use different orbs, so different orbs of influence, When I'm looking at a birth chart, I'm looking at a seven degree orb. And when I'm looking at a transit, I'm looking at a three degree orb. Different astrologers, like I said, they'll use different tools, different approaches, because different strokes are for different folks. That's a real thing, but that's how I do it. And if you're asking me how to do it, that's how I'm going to tell you to do it. So when we're looking at conjunctions by transit, What we're looking at is two or more planets sitting on top of each other and directly influencing each other. So whether they are making sweet love or yelling at each other, it kind of depends on the planets. Um, And it kind of depends on other other factors. But when two planets sit on top of each other, it becomes kind of hard to differentiate them. Just imagine, put your two hands together, right? You're not able to use one hand independent of the other if you're keeping them together. And that's how it works within a conjunction. They're not bad or good events, transits by conjunction, they tend to be quite powerful. And so they really do grab our attention. Whereas a sextile and a trine, which is to say a 60 degree and 120 degree transit respectively, those are easier to miss because they're somewhat chill because they're not as demanding of your attention. So That all said, we're going to dive into this week's horoscope and it hopefully will give you a greater sense of when I say conjunction, what I mean, but also kind of some tools to go forward and understand what you're looking at when you're looking at planets sitting on top of each other by transit. On the 17th, we have a couple of really lovely transits. We've got a Venus sextile to Neptune and a Sun sextile to Uranus. Um, This can just be a time where you have really lovely connections, where you run into people, or you just, you reach out to people or they reach out to you and it feels really lovely. These two transits aren't going to be especially demanding of your attention. I wouldn't expect, you know, rainbows and big surprises like fireworks out of nowhere or anything like that. But this is a really great time for getting in touch with your creativity, whether that's through relationships, the arts, or your spirituality. So enjoy it, use it, that's my advice. Because then on the 18th, and unfortunately you're going to, because of the orb I've described, you're going to be feeling this on the 17th. But on the 18th, we have a couple of exact conjunctions. We have a Venus conjunction to Saturn and a Mercury conjunction to Neptune. Both of these conjunctions are a little bit rough, unfortunately. Mercury is your mind and Neptune is anxiety. Venus is your sense of being connected to others. And Saturn is loneliness. Now, I'm just giving you keywords. I could give you other keywords. You know, this, this is the only way to look at it. But it gives you a little bit of a sense of why I'd be concerned about these couple of transits. You are likely to feel distinctly aware of how you are alone or disconnected from others around the state. And that feeling may come with a great weight to it or a sense of anxiety about it. The negative potential here is vast, unfortunately. And it could just be, you know, a couple few days where you just feel heavy and sad and lonely and quick to jump to conclusions or to project those negative feelings onto other people or onto situations. This can be a time where you really just feel exhausted or you just feel like hopeless or helpless. It's not awesome. The positive potential, however is that you allow yourself the space to sit with the feelings you have around the state of your relationships and the state of your relationship to your body and to the world around you in general. And that you, instead of taking things at face value and rushing yourself to fix or even understand them, you make space for sitting with what am I perceiving and what does it matter? Not what does it matter in a depressive way, but what does it matter in relationship to your values? Because Venus is related to your values and Saturn in a very different way can be related to your values because it is how you structure your life. It's how you put your life together. It's easy to see, let's say somebody getting a job and get really jealous and upset about it. But did you want that job? Is that your path? Is the other person getting a job that you maybe wanted, maybe didn't? Does that have anything to do with your ability to get a job, your success, your failures? You know, to really look at what you care about and what you value and to make sure that at the end of the day, you are not projecting value onto things that really are just things that make you feel bad and things that make you feel anxious. That's the negative potential here. Positive potential is you can become aware of it and change it. That is a beautiful thing. Awareness is required, my friends, for change. We cannot change what we're not aware of, right? That's the move. So really pay attention to this. Now, these couple of transits happen to happen on the same day that the sun enters into Pisces. So unfortunately, that can strengthen the risk that we end up feeling anxious or just exhausted and like off. The positive potential is it also increases our capacity for empathy and our capacity to be generous with ourselves and with others and to see things from a broader perspective. Now, when I say a broader perspective, Sagittarius is like this broad-minded sign, whereas Pisces, the Piscean form of broad-mindedness, is really considering things from a soul level, from a much more spiritual standpoint. And so the potential here is that you use your spirituality and your spiritual values as a guiding light. I feel like that is freaking gorgeous. That is my hope for you, friends, is that you use your spirituality as a guiding light. It'll be easy not to do that. Don't beat yourself up if you don't, but put in your planner, make it a goal, make it a goal, put in your planner do you keep planners? I am a big fan, surprising no one, I'm sure. I'm a big fan of planners. As an astrology student, if you are one, astrology is a really good reason to keep a planner because when we track the days, not only can we kind of like schedule things like beware of X, (laughs) you know, coming, but you can also start to look back and catch wind of your own cycles, right? And that kind of brings me quite gracefully to talking about the moon, the cool thing about the moon is the transiting moon, it goes through all the signs every month, right? It's like a whole lunar cycle is just one month. And so if you are a student or a fan of astrology, you can track the moon quite easily by getting like, I don't know, Farmer's Almanac or any one of a million different apps that track the moon for you. And you don't have to notice all all the transits and all the big news of the moon. It's nice to track full moon, new moon. You can get into it more deeply if you like, but pay attention to the sign that the moon is in. And on the day that let's say the moon is in Scorpio, do you feel it? Like, is it a big deal to you or is it no no big deal? You can start tracking when the moon is in your moon sign. How does it make you feel? And it's so useful both as a tool for understanding astrology, also as a tool for understanding yourself. And then finally, as a tool for understanding some of the predictability of what feels really like out of control component of life. This is a really accessible way to approach astrology. And I think it's part of why people get so engaged by posts and stuff like that about the moon. The other reason is, is because the moon is your emotions. Emotions come and go feelings come and go. So when we're looking at the transiting moon, we're talking about emotional cycles, reaching different levels. And the potential there over the course of time is the potential for emotional maturity, emotional happiness, emotional release. But in a small way, like day to day, it's really about the changing of your moods. I'm of the mind that the more awareness we bring to our moods and how we relate to others and ourselves around our moods, if we do that in small ways over the course of time, we will be much more successful in building emotional maturity in the big picture, right? That's that's what I believe. And so tracking the moon will do that. And just for fun, on the 19th, we have a full moon in Virgo. It's a super moon. That's what everyone tells me. I don't know how much it matters, guys. I'm sorry. I know it's fun to read about it. I Honestly, I really don't know how much it matters that it's a super moon. But it is a full moon and it's at zero degrees of Virgo and 42 minutes. This particular full moon, because it's in Virgo, is particularly fertile. Because Virgo is a fertile sign in many ways. This is a fertile time for you to gain more awareness, not just of your emotions, but how and where you're housing them in your body, to get really present in your body around your emotions. And I, you know, I'm a big fan of this. I think it's a really powerful way of tracking your wellness and taking responsibility for your choices, which is kind of everything. This particular full moon is likely to feel really overwhelming as emotions are strong and you're kind of getting it from all angles. It does look like this is going to be a time where you're going to feel quite self-conscious. That's not necessarily self-aware. It's just self-conscious. And so you want to make sure that you're not putting a negative spin on your emotions, not weaving a story based on assumptions or projections or theories that are not founded in facts. You know, when we're talking about interpersonal stuff, what is fact, right? Like what is fact? When we're talking about interpersonal stuff, you do know some data and you don't know other things and you can have a feeling about something. But if you don't know, don't tell yourself, you know, don't tell yourself, you know, now on this particular full moon, we're still going to have Neptune and Mercury very close to each other, right? We're still going to have Saturn and Venus very close to each other. So the themes that I mentioned at the start of the week, they're going to continue. They're going to continue through this full moon. And the potential here is to let go. Full moons are always about releasing. So it is a great time for you to let go of your attachment to your stories, of your negative self-esteem issues, whatever it is that you're working on and you feel like you're ready and you have a progress for, let it go. And if you can't let go, if you just go full moon crazy and you just have all the feels and you act dramatically and out of turn or you do self-destructive things, okay, there will be another full moon in one month and you can try again next month. Don't beat yourself up. This is not a one time only offer. Do your best and do your best not because you should. Do your best because you love yourself or you like yourself, whatever feels more real. But I do urge you to do your best. Okay, my loves. That's not all for this week. No, sir, it is not. Because on the 22nd, we have a Venus conjunction to Pluto and a Mercury square to Jupiter. So, another conjunction for you to consider. Venus conjunction to Pluto is a really intense transit. It brings up compulsions and it brings up obsessive feelings and thoughts. This transit can kick up jealousy and possessiveness and insecurity. It can make you feel like you need proof that someone likes you or that you have proof that they don't, even if you don't. It can make you wanna cyberstalk someone. It's a terrible time to go out and party in a way that's irresponsible. It's a terrible time to have unsafe sex you know, safer sex, unsafer sex. We know what it is. Do we know what safer sex is? Latex, use it. If you're, uh, if you're, uh, you know, doing something a little dangerous, make it a little safer. Venus conjunction to Pluto tends to make us focus on our most powerful feelings instead of our wisest, our healthiest, our most compassionate feelings. Pay attention to that. Know that at the same time, because Mercury is forming a square to Jupiter, it intensifies your impulse to run with ideas, to jump to conclusions. But it's not just happening to you. It's happening to everybody, all of your friends, your enemies, your coworkers, your lovers, your exes, to everybody. And so everyone is likely to jump to conclusions. So if you're feeling defensive and jumpy and weird and you're doing your best, but you act defensive and jumpy and weird around someone, they're going to jump to their own wild conclusions because that's what people do. Jump to conclusions when they feel insecure or uncertain. Try to remember that we're all in this together. Try not to take at face value how someone's saying, even if it's just that they're looking at you sideways, or maybe even especially if it's just that they're looking at you sideways because everyone's going through it around this day. And the fact that it's a full moon week simply means that all emotions are going to be running higher at this time where things are just intense. We're going to be feeling compulsions this week. Those compulsions are going to make it harder to be clear about what's in our best interest versus what we really want in this moment. So pay attention to that. You know, as I've said before, this is going to be another week where you really want to pay attention to the news, but because the news cycle is so overwhelming because things are happening so quickly. It's hard to keep track. And it's not just that it's hard to keep track, like who has enough time to make their whole lives reading the news, but it's hard to keep track in that it's hard to emotionally hold all of the heavy, crazy stuff that's going down in the world, locally, domestically, and internationally. And how do you find the balance? This is a question I don't have the answer for. I wish I had the answer because the problem with burnout is not only is it a terrible feeling, but it inhibits your ability to work with data, to make sense of what I'm feeling, what I'm thinking, what needs to happen. So it kind of disarms your ability to make good choices. So it's really important that you work as best you can with whatever burnout feelings you're having so that you don't altogether drop the ball or take action at the expense of your wellness and then be forced to drop the ball. Pay attention to the world around you because you are a part of that world. You are a part of everything that is happening and you might not feel like it or you may feel overwhelmed and burdened by that. You have agency around how you choose to participate or if you choose to participate. All you can do is your best. And if you find that you're not doing your best, that's okay. You can pick yourself up, start small, and try to do your best now. This week is going to really bring things up. And it's going to bring things up for everyone. And the more that you can find your agency, the better. But part of finding your agency may actually look like slowing down so that you can be more mindful about how you're responding, what you're actually responding to, and what your best actions are as a result of those responses. You know, I like to drop the heavy things on you. That's just because I love you. It's also because sometimes I'm a bit of a human hammer. Just we are where we are. A little self-acceptance ever hurt a person. I want to thank you once again for joining me on this podcast, which I dearly love making. I I hope that you are using this information to deepen your self-care instead of to just create more chatter and noise in the like brimming sea of contents that is out there these days. If you do like the podcast, please do support it. It is so helpful and wonderful to me and you can support it by becoming a supporter on Patreon or going to my tip jar, my website link is in the liner notes of this podcast. And if you don't have money that you want to throw around, that's cool. You can just subscribe star it and write a comment. That would be so wonderful and I would really truly truly appreciate it. While you're, you know, while you're like going to my website and stuff, you know I have weekly horoscopes and monthly horoscopes and year ahead horoscopes for you to read. I've got lots of videos for you to watch and articles for you to read and other fun stuff. Free birth chart tryings on my on my website. There's lots of stuff to do out there. I thank you once again for joining me and I cannot wait to talk to you next week. Bye. Say the end is near But we're still here Yeah, we're still here